Dear ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Digital Savages Challenging the Status Quo podcast with your host, Amir Sabirovich. In the previous episode of Challenging the Status Quo, we had the pleasure talking to Borislav Tadic, and here is a short part of our interview. I would definitely tell him to, to go out of the comfort zone, maybe even earlier than I started going out of the comfort zone. You know, I can remember, I mean, I can share some private aspects, you know, like I remember at certain point in time, you know, like being a teenager and being afraid of heights, you know, being afraid of... Uh, you know, like of, of closed spaces and whatever, you know, the typical, everyone has one or the other, uh, one or the other uh, uh, element where, where the person is feeling uncertain. And and honestly, if I would knew that, what I know today, I would say, just go and, and try it out. You know, of course, be smart and don't do stupid things and, and, and don't, uh, don't do reckless things uh, to yourself and to the others. But uh, uh, simply Seek your sweet spot. Try it out. Uh, what think about what the worst thing can happen. Secure that it doesn't happen, but then enjoy fully the experience. So I think that would be one element. I mentioned already serendipity. I think that's one of the extremely important concepts which follows me the whole life and the whole career. If you're curious about the rest of the story, go one episode back, listen to Borislav, and of course, tune in and welcome our next guest. Today, our guest is Karim Hashem, and I usually introduce uh, every guest on the show, but today I decided actually to let Karim tell uh, who he is and what he does, uh, because he does so many things that um, I think uh, I will not be able to introduce him properly uh, in this matter. So let me just say welcome, Karim. It was, It is wonderful to have you on the show. Yeah, thank you, Amir. Thank you for uh, having me. Thank you for your time and for uh, your interest. And uh, it's funny that you say that I do a lot of things. Um, I actually don't really do a lot of things. I just do few things a lot. Uh, <laughs> and, and many people think that I do a lot of things, but that's not the case. Uh, it looks that way because the things that I do, I do a lot and I try to do them very well as well. But uh, for everybody that's listening, um, as you said, my name is Karim Hashem. I'm 33 years old. I uh, grew up in the Netherlands, but I uh, have my roots in Egypt and in Italy. My father is Egyptian and my mother is Italian. And we moved from Egypt to the Netherlands when I was about two years old. We came to Amsterdam. Uh, Fast forward 33 years. uh, Now I work as a consultant at the government. I'm specialized in in change management and in uh, inclusive leadership and DNI. Um, I help organizations with uh, organizational change, and I do that uh, from an agile perspective. And I also, uh, as a side hustle slash extreme passion, I try to help people in their uh, development in, um, in in social skills and mindset. And I do that through Instagram, Karim Pep Talks. It's all in Dutch. So for the people that are abroad, I'm sorry, it's still in Dutch. Let me say it that way. But um, I think uh, what's most inspiring for other people is uh, the way I achieved what I achieved because it didn't all um, came that easily as it looks. And that's basically what I kind of um, make videos about, about all the things I filled in and what I learned from it and how I made it into a success. Well, that's nice, but you're not getting away that easily. So um, thank you yeah. for, your, for your introduction. <laughs> now, 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 now we're in the present. We know who you are. Um, yeah. But of course, we are very curious 
you know, once you came to um, to the Netherlands or you can give the full gist of the story. So what is your background and how did those 33 years pass? Give us give us, yeah. give us some, some some juicy details of challenges, think, failures and successes. I think my uh, journey when I, well my my conscious journey started at elementary school. And I remember in Holland our elementary school is eight years eight years. And in the last year you get a test, right? And the test actually decides what you're gonna do in high school. And I remember it was in uh, in, in uh, the last year of the elementary school, the, the eighth grade. Um, in uh, break time, uh, we would all play, but sometimes you could have a chat with the teacher, right? And then you could, it was very funny, you could hold his hand and then you could walk a, a block around the, the courtyard and then you just ask questions to the teacher. And I remember that um, the teacher asked me, Karim, what do you want to do when you grow up? I remember that very well as if it was yesterday. And I told him, well, I want to be a fighter pilot. I want to be a fighter pilot. And he laughed. And I said, uh, he said, uh, really? I said, yeah, I really want to be a fighter pilot. And he said, yeah, but Karim, you will never be able to achieve that. And I said, why not? He said, because if you want to be a fighter pilot, you have to go to university. And I don't think you are able to achieve university because you are a person that has to work with his hands. I didn't really understand that, right? And I said, no, you know what? I really want to be a fighter pilot, and I'm going to promise you I'm going to university. So imagine a kid of 13 years old saying that to his teacher, right? And he said, you know, Karim, <laughs> if you do that, if you achieve university, I will I will treat you on, um, I, will, I will buy a, a sorbet for you. And I remember I didn't know what a sorbet was that time, but a sorbet is a big ice cream, right? And actually, that's when my uh, journey started. I um, I got a very low grade for my high school. I wanted to go to the higher secondary education, which is called in Dutch HAVO. But I was sent to uh, even lower than lower secondary education. And from that on, I from that moment on, I started to achieve higher grades because I didn't feel at at, at pace at, at where I was, and I was very ambitious. And the voice of my teacher kept on. I kept on hearing the voice in my, of the teacher saying, Karim, you will never be able to achieve university. So that's actually my biggest drive, you know, to, to prove everybody wrong. And another thing is that my parents always told me, you know, Karim, we came to this country because we wanted to give you and your sister, my sister Maria, chances that we didn't have. So I was always very aware of the fact that, you know, I have possibilities here that my father didn't have. So I want to make something out of my life. And I was always also very aware of the fact that we were foreigners and that foreigners in the Netherlands had to work harder than, uh, than not non-foreigners in the Netherlands. So I think the, the things that, that led to my success, if you want to call it that way, is the fact that I, I always wanted to prove myself and I always wanted to, 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 to get all the chances that I could, take all the chances that I, that I saw. Um, yeah, but of course it didn't go that easily. And, and you, you know, if, you, if you're very driven, uh, what I've what I've learned is that if if you are driven, you will meet a lot of persons that want to hold you back, or that are jealous, or that envy you. Um, so I had a lot of setbacks, you know. But because of those two or three principles, you know, that the that the teacher always told me, the teacher told me you will never achieve university, and the fact that my father always motivated me to do to achieve the best version of myself, that's what kept me going. So two small things that made a huge impact on my life, actually.
Yeah. Um, uh, uh, you're not there yet, brother. Uh, yeah, not there First yet. of all, did you get that ice cream? No. So I went back. This really happened, right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember I got my, after uh, failing three times at, uh, at, at the intermediate vocational education, which is actually sort of high school, and after failing at a higher... Uh, vocational education and after failing at, at university I got my university degree in the end uh, it took me three and a half years longer than normal uh, I went back to my elementary school to visit and to uh, to look to my teacher you know look for my teacher and I found him and I told him remember when you told me that and he didn't remember he said no I don't, I don't remember that I told him yeah you told me this and this and this but I got my university. And then he said, yeah, but you know what, Karim? I always knew that you could were able to do that. He was kind of laughing it away, you know? Yeah. And then I told him, yeah, you, you promised me a sorbet, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Where is that sorbet? No. Uh, no, I didn't say I didn't say that, to be honest. But that's what I thought. But I went back and he denied it. That's actually what hurt me more, you know? Yeah, so, so he was a, he was a he was an unconscious dream shatterer. Yeah, so he wasn't aware of the dream. Fact that, yeah, he wasn't aware of the fact that it really bothered. His I heard his voice like every day for the for thirteen years. You know, did you did you say thank you to him? He gave you the perpetual yeah. drive to prove him wrong. Yeah, I think he is. I have to thank him instead of. Uh, accusing him but still it's so important that if teachers are listening now never ever ever say to a child that he can't do something even if you know he can't I remember my father told me Karim you can be president if you want and I believed it and I still believe as I truly still believe that if I want I can be president of the Netherlands but do I want that? No, I don't want that at all. Not at all. But I truly believe that I can achieve everything I want if I try, if I do, if I give all my best to achieve it, I can do it. The fact is just, do I really want that? That's a very important question. What is it that you truly want? And if you know that, act as if you already have it. Because that's how the law of attraction works, right? I'm kind of specialized in the law of attraction. I'm, I'm obsessed by it as well because I've seen it in practice working. So, uh, yeah, I should thank him, Amir. <laughs> thank you for yeah, saying that. Yeah, 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 you should. He, he gave you he gave you the power to say, I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that kept you going for 13 years on top. Yeah, and I even remember the day, you know. I remember everything. I remember the, the feeling of his hands. He was wearing gloves, leather gloves. It's very strange that you wear leather gloves and you hold children's hands, right? And then you have a walk on the square. It's kind of freaky from my perspective. but It was normal at that time. It was an honor to walk with your teacher and ask him questions. I, I don't know. But, um, yeah. And and you finished your university. You went to him. You didn't thank him. You said, "Hey, do you remember?" So now you can thank him. Just just look him up and thank him. Um, uh, did you finish up doing the things that you like once you were done with university, or were you chasing somebody else's dream? Yeah, the answer is no. I didn't do the things I really loved. I was doing the things 
uh, as I, I thought I should do. So during my studies, I did an internship at the embassy in uh, the, the Dutch embassy in Egypt. I did an exchange program in Spain for six months. So I was abroad a lot. And I studied, um, my bachelor was uh, international business and my master's was international public administration, which is a political study. Um, and I thought all the time that I wanted to be a diplomat. Also because my father was always interested in politics and he always um, encouraged me to become a diplomat or a civil servant, something high in high office, uh, high, high person in office or a politician. So I thought all the time, that's what I want to do, right? I want to, I felt that that was my dream. But when I started working at the government after my master's, I worked at several departments and I found out that I didn't really like it because the main reason actually is because the way of working at the government and respect for everybody that works at the government, it's, it's an honorable job, but it doesn't really re require a lot of entrepreneurship, you know? <laughs> It's very analytical, very cautious, you know, and that's not that doesn't fit my personality. But I didn't understand how come I don't like this. This should be my dream, man. Right? I achieved everything. My I, I achieved everything I thought I wanted to achieve. Why am I not happy? And I found out that it wasn't my dream. It was my father's dream. And when I realized that, I think everything changed. When I realized that, I started really uh, flying, you know? So I really started to think, what is it then that I really want? What is it that really defines me as a person? What is my uh, identity? And that's that's what I found out, and I'm very thankful for that. I, I thank myself for that. Um, but what really defines me as a person is I am able uh, to motivate people to become their best and higher selves. And I can do that unstoppable. So if you put me on an island or in, in jail, whatever, that's something you cannot take away from me. It doesn't have to do anything with being a diplomat or politicians or whatever. It's really what's me as a person. And after I kind of um, embraced that feeling, everything changed and I became a magnet for everything I wanted. And that's what I really want to, I want to encourage people to, uh, encourage people, sorry, to really think and, 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 and uh, how do you say it? Think about what you really are as a person. Try to, try to understand that. And if you do and embrace that, everything in, in life changes in, in your best interest. And better than this, I cannot explain that. I can't explain that fact better than this because it's, it is simple, but also extremely complex. But it's so simple formula, you know? Do what yeah. you love, do what you love, and everything you do will love you, you know? So that's why but, I try to, yeah. So, so um, you, you understood this for yourself? You make the transition? How this, effect, this um, effectuates? How did you move? Uh, so, how does this impact you? Yeah. So you said you understood that, and then and then I didn't hear your question. Sure. Yeah. So sorry. I'll just uh, make a small stop. Five seconds. All right. So you said that you chased your father's dream. Then you you got awakening. 
and actually you found out that everything you do to empower and make other people realize that they have to chase their dreams and not dreams um, that are set out by the society mm-hmm. um, is the best way to go. Mm-hmm. How did you turn this around? How this, the, the insight that you did? I was you- very miserable. I was miserable a lot of years, actually. So I, I was working at the government for two or three years and going to work every day to do something you don't really love really makes you think. And I, I decided for myself, I can't take this longer. You know, how can I do this my entire life? I, I cannot. But I know a lot of people are doing that because they don't know better. So what I did, I made a plan. You know, all right, Karim, you're in this situation now. You're kind of stuck because you started something. But you're not really stuck if you are financially independent so what i did is i saved money during while i was working and i decided to quit to think so uh, after two years i quit my job and i was able to live without working for about a year and in that year i read a lot of books i did a lot of uh, meditation a lot of nice things i wanted to do with friends i worked out a lot i basically uh, treated myself uh, with a lot of nice things. Um, so I fed myself mentally, spiritually, physically, um, intellectually. And that really changed everything because it's a new education. You kind of reprogram your mind, right? So, and you also have to have the guts to do it because everybody around you, including my dad, will tell you, uh, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you stopping your career at your prime? You know, uh, you have to be uh, courageous enough to say no to the status quo. That's what I like about you, challenging the status quo. You can really comprehend, uh, you know, can really f- uh, f- make it philosophical, you know. You can f- uh, philosophize on that, on that term, uh, challenging the status quo. Everybody has his own status quo, which is his culture, uh, religion, uh, society, but has anybody ever said, but why? And if you don't have an answer on the why, then you really don't understand what the F you are doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm a religious person. Eh? I'm a religious person. I'm Muslim, but I know why. I'm very convinced, you know, uh, but I'm not that Egyptian. I'm not that Italian. I'm not that Dutch. I am an entity that is consciousness and I can, and I'm aware of, of, of a lot of things uh, uh, without limits, you know. Uh, so it's difficult, again, to explain because you need a lot of study to understand it. But if you understand it, what I'm trying to explain, then it's a very simple concept, you know. Yeah, but I can, I, we can, we could do a session about this, like, for 24 hours. And I still wouldn't I, be able to explain exactly what I want, what I mean. <laughs> that's a, that's a good one. Hey, and 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 giving this, um, what do you do on daily basis to challenge the status quo? Well, that's a difficult question. Uh, on a daily basis, I always do everything. I always do. Uh, I daily do the same things. Actually, I always I'll every day do the same things. So I try to. 
uh, sleep around 11, put my phone away. I tried to wake up around 7. Uh, and I tried sorry, to, sorry, uh, sorry, I have to interrupt you. That's not challenging status quo. That is living the routine. Uh, I, no, but, no, but the things that I do in my routine are challenging the status quo. Like, for example, in the mornings, I always take a shot of, uh, of uh, ginger, fresh ginger and curcuma and pepper, black pepper. Why? I truly believe that that is very, um, that's a vaccine, a, a, a vaccine for life. If you do it every day, I believe that you don't need to go to doctors. I believe you don't need medicine. You know, I, don't, I believe I don't need vaccines. But I also do every day try to read books about mindset. Why? Because I believe that that, that really makes you detach from society in a positive way. You know, I really try to um, uh, inspire people with motivational vlogs, uh, videos, um, to make them aware of the fact that there is more than what they are taught. So in my routine, a routine also, of course, is a status quo, but in my, my status quo is anti-status quo, you know? Yeah. So there are a lot of things that I do on a daily basis that is um, anti-status quo, but I never, ever, Amir, uh, bent... I will never ever bow to a higher authority when knowing that what, what I'm doing is not right or I'm not convinced. I will never do something I'm not convinced by. Of. Yeah, if you do not understand the why behind it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If I don't understand it or if uh, even worse, if I don't agree. That's or there's no explanation to it. Yeah, like for example, if it, I don't know if you can talk about the C... The corona. Of course, of course, I don't care. I mean, um, I don't care about the the, the global uh, mass manipulation that is going on through mass media. But just be free. Yeah, free well, that are, that, that, those are your terms, and you can use the terms you want. But for example, to make it very easy to understand, if somebody, uh, for example, doesn't allow you to drop off your children at school because of corona, you have to wait outside. For example. And then as parents, you say, oh, okay. And you just think, yeah, because of Corona. I would want to challenge everybody to ask the question, okay, but why? Explain me why I cannot drop off my children in school, but I can drop them off outside of school. Explain to me with facts what the effect is of this measure, of this uh, policy. And then you will get an answer. Yeah, it's just, it's just Corona. Uh, we are set to do that. Okay, why do you do that then? You know, if you ask the question why, you will get a very different question, answer, which will not be satisfactory for you. I can promise you that. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's not only uh, tied to this. I think uh, this is tied to actually the full educational system and the uh, preparation of children towards uh, any kind of schooling uh, up to university to prepare them, prepare them for the uh, lifelong of slavery and not doubting or questioning anything that is said. Um, that's the same as you're following any kind of um, education during your job uh, and questioning models that are shown to you. Okay? Yeah. This is the model that you should use for any kind of uh, business analysis. And you ask, but why? And there yeah, is why no... Is there is, yeah, because Porter wrote it. Well, that's very cool that he wrote it. Very smart guy. <laughs> Appreciate him. Uh, but why? 
Is there a, a, is there a comparison? Is there another thing? Is there whatever? Uh, and uh, I, I always find out that actually people are using things as they reached out to them and ever because they really, really did their best to analyze and to use the tools that they seem fit, not that the world seems fit, but that they seem fit and yeah. that they can explain it and argument it in any kind of discussion or debate, not because they want to be proven right, but because they want to have an answer prepared to why they're doing the things they're doing in the way and the fashion they're doing. So it's not only this. I think uh, we generally as uh, human beings are not questioning things enough, authority or whatever. We're just... Yeah, a lot of people also don't want to ask the questions. Oh, it's easy. Uh, yeah, a lot of people just want to live their life, don't think about it a lot, don't comprehend you know, don't 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 uh, philosophize on certain things. Don't want to reach a certain uh, level of spirituality. A lot of people just want to just want to do the rat race as good as possible, and then they die, and then they wake up actually because dying is the best way of waking up from this life, you know. But I prefer to be awakened now, yeah. not living sleepwalking. I believe that uh, Roosevelt, uh, I don't know if I'm quoting the right uh, guy, but never mind. Uh, they said that most people die at the 25 and they wait until they're 70 something to be buried. Yes, Roosevelt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, hey, and have you reached your definition of success? Well, yes, because I am living, I am enjoying the. The, the the how do you say it the the journey so the, the journey the process and the journey is actually the goal in itself and if you have awareness of the fact that it's all about the journey not about the price it's all about the hustle not about the price then you are successful that's success because if you get a certain price that you want that the price doesn't really say a lot about you. It's just something we decided that is a price, you know, or a goal that is, that is achieved. It's always relative. But the, the journey towards it, being aware of the journey, that the journey is the goal, then you are successful. So it doesn't really matter what the outcome is. As long as you really live in the journey, that is success. Nobody can say to you what success is. Only you. So if people ask me, are you successful? Have you achieved have you achieved what you want? My I never will never achieve uh, what I really want because I don't focus on what I want to achieve. I want I want to focus on working towards it. That's the main goal. And that is what I'm achieving every day. The moment I don't enjoy the journey is the moment I have failed. You know? That is how I see it. And that's also another thing that I really want to say is um, if you focus on learning during the during your your travel the journey if you focus on learning you can never fail so any goal you get out of the learning process is always good because your focus was learning so and if you focus on getting the goal and you don't get it that's a failure right so that's a thing I really want to say is always focus on learning because if you focus on learning, you can never fail. 
Only if you don't learn, then you fail. But you can always learn. So, so talking about failures, where did you learn most from? Well, there's no not one thing I really learned most from, but I think the thing that really shaped my life is the fact that I realized that I I am in charge of my life. I am the driver. I am I am the the the, the main host, the main character of my life, right? And what I really learned a lot from is that I don't I don't have to satisfy my parents with their goals. I just need to love them. And real true parents don't really care what their children do as long as they're happy, right? Of course, not being a criminal or do drugs or whatever. But when my father realized that, but that's really making me happy what I'm doing, he didn't really care the fact that I want, don't want to be a diplomat. But he thought if Karim becomes a diplomat, he will be happy because I would be happy. That's what he thought, you know? Um, so I think the biggest thing that I really for me that really changed my life is the fact what I was saying, I realized that I didn't have to live my father's dream. So, so, in other words, so in other words, is you stopped making other people happy. You started making yourself happy. And with that, the people in your near surrounding. Um, yeah, I started choosing for myself. And if you choose for yourself and you do it um, in with integrity, uh, then you start making others happy as well. So if you really do what you love and the thing that you love is a, a genuine thing, like with no, nothing evil in it, then nothing else can happen than making other people happy. You become a magnet of love. So I, I always try to make my parents happy, but I, I only try to do that Buy something that makes me happy. Like yesterday, not yesterday, the day before yesterday, I bought a new bathroom for my mom, which made her happy, but it also made me happy doing it, right? But I stopped going a lot to my father's restaurant to help him out, which would make him happy because it would make me miserable. So if I would go to my father's restaurant, um, without being convinced of the fact that I should do that, I would go there not integrity, without integrity, because I don't really want to help him. I just want to make him happy. But the way I'm doing it, I'm not convinced. So who am I fooling, you know? Yeah. He will feel as well. Karim is not happy. I know he wants to help me, but he's not happy. So you won't benefit anybody. Make people happy by things you make that makes you happy. I'm going to write this down, by the way. <laughs> this is a <laughs> nice quote. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, did you find this out for yourself? Did you have any help from out, outer? Did you have mentors or who helped you in your journey? No, I, I really listened to a lot of uh, YouTube videos and, and there are some famous persons that really made an impact. So let me start by them first. Like uh, Jim Rohn is a motivational speaker, business uh, coach as well. Man, he really so simple. He really explains things so simple, you know. But also uh, a woman called Mel Robbins from the United States, which focuses a lot on uh, anxiety. But to be honest, also I had some friends. Uh, you are one of them, Amir, that really helped me as well with my confidence, you know. 
Um, and I think that the combination of certain friends that I chose, listening to podcasts, reading the right books, doing the things you love, which gives you um, more self, uh, how do you say that? Um, security. Awareness. Self-awareness, but also being more secure about yourself. Like, for example, doing sports you love really gives you positive energy, you know? So it's actually the, the, the main, the main uh, line, the red line in it is the, the pattern in what I did is I only did things that benefited me positively. Um, so there's not one or two persons. It's a, no, no, no. no. So, set, so I'm not looking. It's more, more like did you do it by yourself or was it was it a network of good things oh, that you chose yeah. to feed yourself from? Yeah. You, you can do everything by yourself, but you always need others by uh, helping you. We rise by lifting others. Yeah, you can do everything alone. In the end, you have to do it alone, but you can use the help of others to do the things alone. But nobody's going to lift. Nobody, I believe, I coach people, right, Amir? I believe in the end, I can't help anybody. If no, they, they have to help themselves. They they have to do it themselves. There is no cookbook for life. You no. know, it's, it's like reading the book, How to Become a Millionaire. Yeah, right. If that was the case, you know, it's like crushing it from Gary Vee. I don't see any Gary Vs rising up. I mean, you read the book and then it would be a manual for you to become successful, whatever your definition of success is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you, you made a very good point there where you say, well, actually, I'm living my definition of success. I, be- I believe that, truly believe that there is no societal, well, there is societal version of success and that is making a lot of people miserable because it's mostly materialistically driven. But when you define what your definition of success is and you start working on it, focusing on a process and actually um, evolving and attracting people, but also saying goodbye to people, uh, it's uh, it's very important. Then you grow and you always grow together. Um, and and yeah, this and, is, and that is... Yeah, indeed. And also saying, doing more, saying more... Saying no things more than saying yes to things as well. Um, I'm on a journey on saying a lot of no to things. To a lot of things, I say no. If it's not in line with what I really want, I say no. Thank you for the invite, but I won't do it. So also, like you said, saying uh, goodbye to a lot of people and uh, and saying no to things, it also achieves makes you achieve your success more. Yeah, you're the CEO of your life, so you can promote, degrade, or fire people uh, yeah. from your life. Yeah, uh, that's a nice uh, <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> and where do you where do you draw your um, inspiration from? Uh, as in persons or whatever you get inspired from. Well, I told you I'm a religious person, and what I do is also very tiring, you know, uh, trying to inspire people and helping them, coach them. That's very, it costs a lot of energy, but and, and but I truly believe that we are here in life for a certain amount of time and everybody has certain talents and it's up to you to use them in a good way. And I believe that God, in the end, when you die, will ask you, what did you do with the talents I gave you? Right, and that's really what really makes me go uh, not to not stop is the fact that this is temporary, this life, 
and I want to make the best out of it so that I can look God in the eye when I die and tell him I really tried and I did my best to use my talents in a positive way. And that's my main drive, you know. That's what inspires me because it is difficult, you know. Also what you do in your free time, you know, interviewing people, trying to inspire the world with your way of thinking. That's difficult, man. Nobody says you have to do it. Nobody helps you. You have to find out everything by yourself. You have to see how the how this electronic with podcast works. You have to find the speakers. Also for you, it's a lot of time and you don't get really you don't really get rich by it, you know, and you don't get an immediate financial result. But you do feel an urge to do it. And for me, it's that I'm religious and I believe that God will in the end uh, reward me for the fact that I did this and you will be happy. You know, uh, that's that's a beautiful way of, of stating it. Um, and as you know, I'm a, I'm an atheist as hell, but I do believe that we all are obliged to help others. <laughs> if you were eight, you would be that's right? a that's an oxymoron there, like digital savages as well, right? <laughs> China, China. Yeah. yeah. We will talk another about another time about religion, but continue what you were saying. Yeah, so so I think, and this is why I do it, is if this talk inspires one person to change his life for the better, then there is something into doing it. And uh, that drives me. Well, in adding to that, what I always say and what you should know is that if you inspire one person, that person can inspire another person and that person another this person. That's perpetual. Yeah, cumulative inspiration. Oh, but it's like it's like a domino. Yeah. You were just the first rock, the first pile that fell. Um, that's why you should do it. It's you, you don't you don't see the impact you're making. But it is a big impact, believe me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I always, I always keep uh, keep the old saying: if you if you did something and you're waiting for a thank you, you didn't give it away, you sold it. So I don't want to see the impacts. I just truly believe that these kind of conversations are making the right impacts and inspiration and motivation of young persons, young professionals, whoever in life that is facing difficult times. And through this, they can actually get inspired. Yeah, nice. Hey, what what are you curious about right now? Um, I'm curious about uh, when it comes to business, for example, where I will be in a couple of months um, because I see nice things happening, and I'm very curious what will what will what will turn out. Um, but I'm also curious how, how I will uh, end up uh, in life with a partner. Um, I feel that everything is coming still. Uh, and I'm just curious about how and when. I truly believe, I truly believe it will happen, everything I want. But the, the curiosity is in, okay, when and how does it look? That's that's interesting for me. And I'm, I'm very, I feel like as a, as a child that knows it's going to Disneyland, he's very curious about how is Disneyland looking for it, you know? Yeah. But, um, that's how I feel as a child waiting for his presence. Yeah, and you should never let the child in you go. We're, yeah. we're grown, how, how do I always say, I'm 17 years old with 20 years of experience. Yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> hey, um, <clears throat> if I would give you 
the possibility. I think, to sorry, not... I think you should repeat that because that's very. I don't think anybody would just understand what you said. I mean, you're 17 years old with 20 years of experience. Because I know that you, you said it before to me. I understand. But you should really think about what you said, you know, because it is true. Your age doesn't really say anything about how old you are. So your age doesn't say anything about how old you are. How old how old you feel has to do with your mindset. Um, and being feeling 17 with 20 years of experience is great, you know? Yeah. Don't let, don't let anybody decide how old you are. Like, oh, it's... I'm 33, but what the F does the figure 33 say about me as a person? Nothing. So don't define yourself by your age or your religion or your culture. It's a very important thing. I just wanted to um, focus on that. Yeah, it's actually letting go of the societal rules of definitions and overthrow them. And it is actually challenging the status quo. We challenge the status quo of the societal rules, business rules, or anything that you do not want to comply with. And say, no. I want to understand why, and if I cannot understand why, I'll figure it out. And then I'll come back and tell you why you're doing the things that the way you're doing it. And mm -hmm. share that with the uh, with the broad public. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey, if I would give you a possibility to dine with three people, alive or dead. Yeah. Who would those three people be? Uh, the Prophet Muhammad, may peace be upon him, first of all. Uh, so he and the second would be uh, President uh, Anwar Sadat of Egypt and uh, times of the Egypt-Israeli War 67 and a third person um, I don't know mm, I think uh, I would ask uh, Prophet Adam because he was in, in heaven already when he was kicked out by God and I would ask him you know how is heaven man <laughs> So two prophets <laughs> and an Egyptian president. Oh, that's a night fun. Hey, to summarize this, we have come to the end of this awesome conversation. Um, could you give your key takeaway? 33 years of experience summarized in few sentences for our audience. Yeah. Well, I, I, I would say that you have a compass in your in your in your body and it's located between your chest and your belly and that's called intuition and i would really beg you to please understand that language the voice of your intuition and please listen to it you don't need anything in life except the inner voice because the inner voice i believe is also uh, god's way of talking and communicating to you and Everything that is intuition is positive. If you have an intuition, please do it within five seconds. Otherwise, your brain will talk you out of it. So don't be afraid of doing things intuitively, intuitively, because 99 out of 100 times, it's very good and really turns out better than you, than you thought. And I, I really want to, 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 to grab you now, everybody that's listening, and shake you up. Like, please do that. Please, the intuition. Listen to it. 
don't be scared because it's it's screaming for your attention, man. Not listening to your intuition is a very big, you um, how do I call it? It's a very big. Uh, you demolish your spirit, man. If you don't listen to your intuition, it's 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 it's. Uh, you're yeah. I wish I could use Dutch words, man. I mean, but you know what I mean. You demolish your spirit if you don't listen to intuition, and only you know what your intuition is. And you don't need to explain to anybody. Please don't don't start listening to your intuition. Start trying to communicate with it. I think that is a solid message, uh, Karim. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you, people didn't see us, right? But you saw me really trying to express the fact that it's really so important to do that. That's 90% of success, man. And the 10% yeah, is action, you know? The 10% is action. Just do the things that you feel you have to do. <laughs> Easy. So simple concept. So simple, but no, nobody does it. No, I think it's a it's a beautiful message, and uh, thank you very much for it, and thank you very much for this awesome podcast. Um, I wish you all the success and health in this uh, global illusion, and uh, I speak to you soon. Yeah, and also, I mean, again, I want to tell tell everybody that it's really nice what you are doing. Keep on doing it, and you will see the, the big results coming up very quickly. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Take Bye. care. Thank you very much for listening, dear ladies and gentlemen. This was Karim Hashem. Next week, we're interviewing Vivian Aqua. She's a workplace wellness advocate, and she helps managers keeping their people engaged. Here's a short part of our interview. They are treating it at the moment now, but it's up to advocates like us to challenge them and to really make an effort regarding diversity and inclusion because it's not a checkbox. When they use it wisely, it can become more profitable, it can lead them to more business, it can lead them to more uh, business because uh, when I'm looking at the the demographic for the Netherlands, in 30 years, there is there is a different demographic. There are less white uh, Western people. Are you curious about the rest of the story? Tune in next week and hear everything Vivian has to say about diversity and inclusion and, of course, engaging your employees on the work floor. For now, this was Challenging the Status Quo podcast with your host, Amir Sabirovic. See ya!